Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, one of the things that I started to recognize from our conversations about what I'd call the fundamentals of belief is that there's a lot of terms out there that when it comes to religion and understanding God that are used, and so often the terms and the way we think we understand them are really a misunderstanding. This definitely happened when we spoke about the concept of emunah, which is translated as faith, and yet the concept of emunah isn't faith the way we most people would understand it. And I was started thinking about this on more terms that I think are so fundamental. And today I wanted to ask you, part of God's running the world, as far as I understand, is that there is a system of what we'd call reward and punishment. Yet I started realizing, it's I, what does it mean, so to speak, that God rewards us? And what does it mean from you know the godly sense that we get punishment? Yes, excellent and really important question. One of the challenges in talking about Torah's approach to us, the divine life, is we're taking Hebrew words and we're looking for an English word that we think corresponds to it. But what if there isn't an English word that corresponds to it? Or let's say there's an English word that maybe approximates but doesn't quite hit the mark and maybe comes with its own baggage. I think this is one of those cases where the word schar has been translated as reward. And um, I think I'd rather translate it conceptually rather than just, you know, stick another word onto it. And I think that that word isn't as disturbing as the word onish, which has been correlated with the word punishment, which is, I think, a word that disturbs more people because punishment sounds like God is some guy in the sky who feels violated, gets reactive and hits you back and puts you down. And uh, and I think a lot of people's issues with God actually is bound up with their issues with their parents, because if this is how you've experienced the first authority of your life, which is your parents, it's very likely you're going to project that onto God, which would be an interesting topic for another time. Point being that punishment just sounds very childish and and very demeaning and and it's something that we are uncomfortable associating with God being punishing and yet. It seems like that comes up a lot. I would rather suggest that the word onish that's been translated as punishment is really conceptually a consequence, uh, not a comfortable consequence, uh, not, not a, a fun consequence, maybe a very, very painful consequence, but a consequence of your behavior. It's like a, a fellow is at the doctor's and the doctor says, you know, we, we have a serious problem with your liver. Uh, we've had this conversation before and I've asked you and I've warned you that you have to stop the excessive drinking of alcohol. And the guy says, well, doc, please don't punish me. I'm sorry. Don't punish me. Uh, hey, I, I'm not punishing you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I told you what the consequences of your behavior are and uh, are going to be. And, and, and this is it. You are bearing the consequences of your own choices. Um, you know, in our tradition, it says, schar mitzvah mitzvah, 
the schar, which is being translated as reward of a commandment or the fulfilling of a commandment, is the fulfilling of the commandment. The fact that I am aligning my will with the will of the greater self, what we call God, uh, is really the positive consequence of feeling connected and getting beyond my little me and feeling connected to a, a greater reality that I'm really a part of. But when I violate the will of God, meaning that I choose to disalign myself with the will of God, I, I don't want what God wants. I want what I want and see what I want in conflict with what God wants for me. Well, so that, that evokes uh, an onish, which is a uncomfortable, very likely possibly even painful consequence because I'm behaving in a way that's alienating myself from the greater self that I'm a part of, which is, again, the greater self is what we call God. Hmm. So just to make sure I'm understanding clearly, because I sometimes think I am and then find I'm not, um, it almost sounds like we'd say schar and onish are both would be better translated as consequence with the caveat that schar would be a more positive feeling typically resulting from the, when I align myself with the will of God. And onish is usually get not so pleasant feeling consequence that is a result of violating the will of God. Right. And even the word violate, I'd rather edit. And I know I used it, but I'd rather just say I'm, I'm, you know, it's a question of alignment Out versus of alignment. disalignment, okay. you know? And, um, you know, the, one of the basic principles of Judaism is a say, Ritzon, Ritzon, want what Hashem wants. Why would I want what Hashem wants? Well, the truth is, if I were really in touch with myself as part of the greater self that I share with the universe, God, I would want what God wants, because uh, that's like a, a leaf not wanting what its root wants. Uh, so wanting what God wants is is uh, the, the foundation of all of Torah life. It's I learn Torah to know what God wants, and I pray to want what God wants, and I do mitzvahs, commandments to live what God wants. And and the reward of that or the positive consequence of that is I'm in alignment and I feel connected and I feel at one with 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 the greater with the greater reality. And that is enough on its own. That is reward itself. That's why the reward or the positive consequence of doing a mitzvah is just doing a mitzvah. It's like, what's the reward of loving somebody is loving somebody. You know, it's that feeling of connection. Uh, you don't love your spouse because you're hoping they're going to give you something tomorrow. You, the love itself is its reward. And what is the punishment or what is the negative consequence of hating somebody? It's the very fact that you're in, in hate. And mm. when you're in hate, you're in a state of disconnection. And that's really very painful. Mm. That's, you, you know, the examples you give are so powerful for really clarifying the concepts and just in my mind, I like what you just shared now, but going back to the doctor example, uh, the example really shows how it would be almost ridiculous to get angry at the doctor. He's just sharing the news of the fact that you're getting a consequence from your own behavior. And so to speak, I'd say then that would be true that when a person is going through a, something painful that might be a result of choices that they've made, sometimes people will get upset with God. And that's almost as ridiculous as getting upset with the doctor who's just letting you know, clarifying for you that... Uh, your ill health is now a result of your own choices. Right. But, but there is a difference because we say, well, the doctor didn't come up with the rules. The doctor didn't mm. create nature. But here, God created nature. 
But on the other hand, it's like uh, Hashem says, listen, this is how I created the world. This is, you know, uh, and and this is how I, 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 I instruct you to eat because that's the way, you know, I once heard a philosopher say that you can never break the law. You can only break yourself against the law. Mm. No. And so the so but Hashem established the law and his instructors and guided us what that law is and how to align ourselves and not get in conflict with the law. Like gravity is not a bad law. If if but if you go against gravity, that could give you uh, not not a great idea Hmm. (laughs) that might not uh, generate positive consequences but if you know how to work with gravity it 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 could work for you and so um the goal of of the guidance of torah is to make life less of a burden because i'm not going against the rules of the universe i'm aligning myself with the rules of the universe and so uh, so that 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 is the difference uh that people feel well yeah but why does he have to be so why do you have to come up with all these laws um, but, uh, yeah, but I, I do want to qualify that a person shouldn't think that if they're going through some kind of negative experience, it must be that they've done something wrong. Uh, it is possible that they've done something right. Imagine you're a, um, a star athlete being trained for the Olympics and you perform a stellar, um, performance in your, in whatever your sport is and your coach as a reward for that makes the next day even more difficult. Hmm. <laughs> and you say, wait a second, coach, why uh, I was thought, I thought you reward me for my, my, my great performance and give me pizza. I says, no, I reward you for your great performance by getting you, giving you even a greater challenge to enable you to have even greater performance. So it is important that people understand that not every negative consequence, not everything they are negative experiencing is a consequence of of something they did wrong it might in a strange way be a consequence of something they've done right and and their their coach with tremendous love and in their best interest is taking them up another notch so that was actually going to be my next question and uh, you already somewhat preempted it but i still have a an angle question on it is how do we know when something's a consequence versus it's a from something i've chosen and therefore now i have to bear the consequence and make the change versus a challenge that God sent me. And I guess to me, the reason why it might sometimes be important to understand the difference is because either way, maybe I need to you know deal with the situation, but one is a, I'm really on the wrong course and I'm engaging in behaviors or choices that are, I'm causing consequences negatively for myself versus the mind space of God sending me a certain challenge for growth. And I want to try to live up to that. But I, to some degree, I feel like understanding where it's coming from might make a big difference in my uh, understanding of how to face it. Right. I, I don't think we can ever know for sure where it's coming from. I think we have to make choices of, of what interpretation we give to whatever is happening in our life, always with the interest of how will this interpretation enable me to grow more. And so I think sometimes when a person says, oh, I'm you know, I'm, I'm bad. This is all happening, you know, and it gets them depressed and then they can't get out of bed and they feel bad about themselves. And I'm a sinner and I'm a loser. And I, and I have no redemption. (laughs) I think people need to take responsibility for the greatest choice of their life, which is the, the interpretation and the commentary they give to what's happening right now. Mm. And I think some, and I think, uh, 
and 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 but it's not like Hashem God is telling us directly, hey, listen, I want you to know this is a negative consequence because you've done something bad, or this is actually a positive consequence that feels negative because you've done something good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anybody that's got that direct line right now that God is telling them that. And I think this is one of the big choices we have to make, which is what commentary we're going to give to what's happening to us, which will enable us to grow. And I think mm-hmm. that's always got to be the, uh, the, the measuring stick as like, as, is is what is how I'm perceiving what's happening to myself going to empower me and enable me to grow more and do better and be in greater service of the highest good? Or is it going to just depress me and, and, and so, so, so discourage me that I will give up? Hmm. I don't know. Well, that's a very, I think, healthy, productive, proactive, looking forward kind of approach. Cause then I guess the point is philosophically, we can understand it's not always consequence. Sometimes there's also, I love the example, the coach giving you the next challenge for your growth, but practically the response needs to be the same is what am I choosing? Now I'm in this situation for my next step that will bring out my greatest growth. So that's yeah. very forward moving. Now, I guess it's a similar uh, topic. The next part of trying to understand the concept of heaven and hell, it really ties in because I guess most people's understanding is hell. heaven is where you go when you make enough good choices. And hell is the place you go if you make a lot of bad choices. But what is the Torah concept of those two concepts? Right. Well, to be more exact, heaven is not a place that you go because of what you did right. Okay. It's a place that you create ah, by what excellent. you did right. Okay. You know, because it's really a state of mind. And so is this world. All the worlds that we talk about are really you might call it states of mind. And, um, you know, uh, when a person lives in conflict with God, you know, like a, a leaf in conflict with his root, uh, that tension is going to create an experience that will be called hell. Uh, you know, when a person leaves this world and discovers that the way they behaved was so completely out of sync with what really is true that experience that realization will be hell and when a person leaves this world only to discover that the way they lived their life was in fact aligned with what it's all about that will be heaven Hmm. so the whole imagery of fires burning and terrible pain that's oftentimes when people think of hell that's i think for better or worse the kind of imagery that comes up it's not literal. It's more of a conscious state of being. Uh, I think so, but I haven't been there yet. So okay, well, <laughs> when I get there, I'll send you pictures. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've heard it explained that the fires of hell is a shame, the burning shame that a person feels in that they had betrayed their lives and their potential. See, I think the bottom line, as much as I think so often we're uncomfortable, well, I think we're all comfortable with the concept of some version of reward or positive consequences to our action, less comfortable with the negative side of things. But I think the bottom line is, is that we have to understand that what we do matters, meaning the concept of consequence, if I can do anything I want and it doesn't matter, then I could do anything I want. Nothing's going to come from it. But the concept of that there is a consequence, one direction or another, based on choices we make is a reminder that the choices we make are significant and will have a long-term effect. Yeah. I heard it once put really well. We're not made of matter. We're made of what matters. Ah, that's very good. That's very, very good. 
So in the big scheme of God's creation, meaning there has to be basically, as you were pointing out earlier, like we can say, well, God, why did you make it this way? But in my mind, as much as I partially understood and agreed with the question, but there was another part of me that as much as I'd like to ask that question understands that if God didn't make the system this way, then you can almost say, what's the point? Well, you know, like that's like trying to be in a game with no rules, like games have rules. You know, you can't win a game or lose a game if there's no rules. So, uh, you know, we could say, well, why aren't there different rules? And then we, there'd be different rules would say, well, why weren't there different rules than those? That's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just not a it's just not a sensible question to be asking. You know, clearly the universe has rules. There is laws to the universe. And why would we think that there's only physical laws to the universe when we're seeing that there are spiritual laws, psychological laws? The universe ha- is is founded on laws. And again, as we mentioned, you, you, you can't really break any of those laws. You can only break yourself against those laws. Hmm. And then one more point just in the last few minutes we have, which I think is important to clarify, um, is that as much as there are consequences to the choices we make, there's always that question is, as you have people, some people make, making pretty terrible choices affecting people, many other people in many terrible ways, and they still seem to have a relatively comfortable life. And I think that's the understanding that not all of the consequences are felt, so to speak, in this lifetime, in this, the way we are now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. First of all, the fact that we wouldn't immediately experience the consequence is important because otherwise we wouldn't have free choice. I, I don't really have the free choice to put my finger in a light socket. It's obvious to me I will I, I will bear immediate consequences. So uh, so the fact that those consequences don't come immediately uh, is is part of what preserves the freedom of choice. Hmm. And, uh, and 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 also the fact that consequences don't come immediately is part of the compassion of God, who is patiently waiting for us to get our act together. Hmm. So that is very, very important. But the challenge with that is that because it's not as immediate, we can sometimes forget about the fact that there are consequences to the choices that we make. So on the one hand, it's, you know, a part of our survival is that the consequences aren't immediate. That's part of how we have free will. On the other hand, part of why this is so important, this conversation, and I think for many of us, it's going to revise the concept of, it's not about being angry at God with the concept of punishment. It's not even about being, the, the, any kind of fear we have from the concept of onish is that recognize there are consequences to our choices. And if we want the positive consequences, then we have to make more of those positive choices to receive them. I want to right thank, thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India. And I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Da from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.